Hello and welcome to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM and WKRM Radio, your hometown news broadcasting from the Debbie Matthews Nashville Realty Newsroom in Columbia, Tennessee. I'm your host, Tom Price. Today is Monday, December 11th, and we'll start today with some regional news. Emergency workers, storm survey teams, friends, family, and strangers were all working together to pick through the rubble across Middle Tennessee Sunday after the greater Nashville region was pummeled by six likely tornadoes late Saturday, according to the National Weather Service. Six people were confirmed dead Saturday night in Clarksville and Madison, and more than 80 were treated at hospitals, according to local officials. The hardest-hit areas of Clarksville, Madison, Hendersonville, Gallatin, and Springfield were being surveyed by National Weather Service officials to determine the strength of the storms and whether they were officially tornadoes, said National Weather Service meteorologist Corey Muller. Yesterday was, unfortunately, another heartbreaking day for Nashville and so many in our Middle Tennessee community. Nashville Mayor Freddie O'Connell said at a news conference Sunday morning before thanking first responders, many of whom worked through the night. Twenty-two structures collapsed as a result of the storm and countless others were damaged, O'Connell said. Nashville is a place where we can face adversity. The community always steps up, O'Connell said. The amount of outreach I have received has been astonishing. Here are several ways residents can help or get help. The city of Clarksville has set up a hotline for those willing to volunteer with debris cleanup. To volunteer to help with tornado recovery efforts, call 931-245-2988. City of Clarksville Communications Director Jimmy Settle said Sunday at a news conference at Northeast High School in Clarksville. A shelter is also set up at the high school and Mosaic Church for those displaced. One thing I love about this city, when there's a need, we rally around that need, and we had neighbor helping neighbor. Clarksville Mayor Joe Pitts said of crews and volunteers that helped through the night. Hands on Tennessee, a local organization that regularly assists in debris removal, food distribution, and more following disasters, has announced that it is working closely with Nashville officials on next steps following the devastating tornadoes that impacted our communities over the weekend. At this time, it is important for volunteers not to deploy and wait for further instruction from first responders, the statement said. We appreciate your patience and understanding until it is safe to assist. Updates on upcoming volunteer efforts through the organization can be found on their social media accounts. Blood Assurance, a non-profit regional blood center serving health care facilities in Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Kentucky, and North Carolina, report, reported that the company had to ship extra blood, platelet, and plasma units to several Middle Tennessee hospitals treating patients with storm-related injuries Saturday night. On Monday, all Blood Assurance donation centers will be open, and you can schedule a donation by visiting www.bloodassurance.org. The Community Foundation of Middle Tennessee and United Way have both set up relief funds to assist those impacted by the December 9th tornadoes in collaboration with the Metropolitan Government of Nashville and Davidson County and its Office of Emergency Management. The two organizations are also jointly supporting recovery efforts in Cheatham, Dixon, Montgomery, Robertson, and Sumner Counties through the Tennessee Emergency Response Fund. The funds raised by both organizations provide critical support to nonprofit and faith based partners actively working to address survivors' needs and address urgent needs such as financial assistance, food and nutrition, temporary housing, debris cleanup, and animal sheltering. 
Additionally, the Salvation Army announced Sunday that it is preparing to respond to areas affected across Middle Tennessee. Currently, we are assessing areas that have been hit and will begin snack and hydration service alongside emotional and spiritual care later today in the Madison and Clarksville communities, a statement read. The Salvation Army accepts monetary donations for disaster response, which may be made at www.helpsalvationarmy.org. U.S. Representative Andy Ogles has paid a $5,750 civil penalty for multiple campaign finance violations incurred during the 2021-2022 election cycle, a Federal Election Commission spokesperson confirmed. The commission agreed to the fine in early October after assessing Ogles' campaign with multiple penalties for missing and late-filed reports, illegal contributions, and insufficient reporting documents. The Ogles campaign blamed its compliance issues on, quote, internal miscommunication, according to the publicly released settlement terms. In addition to the fine, Ogles' campaign has until January 2nd to set up a specific tracking and reporting process with the FEC and must undergo additional training with the FEC by October. An FEC audit from March found that more than 10 campaign finance violations from Ogles' 22 2022 campaign. The report details $90,000 in unreported receipts from October 2022 and an undisclosed $50,000 transfer between political committees. Letters from the FEC also name former Ogles Treasurer Lee Beeman and Thomas Dottweiler, a Wisconsin-based compliance consultant associated with multiple instances of improper bookkeeping for Republican candidates across the country. Elected mayor of Murray County in 2018, Ogles built a reputation among Tennessee's far right by opposing COVID precautions and gun control. Last year, Ogles won the Republican nomination for Tennessee's 5th Congressional District over former Speaker of the Tennessee House Beth Harwell and retired National Guard Brigadier General Kurt Winstead, both viewed as moderate alternatives to Ogles. In November 2022, he comfortably beat Democratic State Senator Heidi Campbell for the seat. The district previously contained all Davidson County and was represented by centrist Democrat Jim Cooper before state lawmakers split up Nashville into three congressional districts. Representative Ogles' office did not respond to a request for comment. A single-engine airplane that took off from Knoxville on Thursday morning before crashing in Giles County near Pulaski is registered to a Knoxville company and pilot who documents her flights on YouTube to an audience of nearly 16,000 subscribers. Jenny Blaylock, 45, whose Tennessee Fly Girl account on YouTube has 15,700 followers and 139 videos, died in the crash. Her father, James Blaylock Jr., 78, who was the passenger in the plane, also died, said Bill Myers, Director of Emergency Services for Giles County. Jenny Blaylock's aviation videos include one from a month ago showing her preparing to navigate an emergency landing due to a malfunction at 4,000 feet. The plane that crashed is a single-engine 1965 Beechcraft Bonanza. Blaylock documents her flights on Instagram as 865FlyGirl, the Instagram bio mentions the plane that, according to FlightAware.com, took off from Island Home Airport in Knoxville at 10.48 a.m. on Thursday and was headed for the airport in Pulaski when it crashed a little more than an hour later. The crash happened around 11.15 a.m., according to a spokesperson from the Federal Aviation Administration. 
Officials with the Abernathy Field Airport in Pulaski reported the plane had gone down about seven or eight miles northeast of the airport. And a Giles County Sheriff's Office staff member said the crash took place near the Marshall County line. Bystanders saw the plane go down, said Myers. This was in a remote area of the county and a remote area of the property, so it took some time to reach, he said. A spokesperson from the Federal Aviation Administration said the FAA and National Transportation Safety Board will be investigating, with NTSB in charge of the investigation and providing updates. Myers said the plane crashed into a hillside and two people inside were killed. An area search was being conducted to make sure there were no other victims, he added. On September 12th, Blaylock posted on Instagram that she hid over 400 hours. She also indicated she would be finishing her instrument training soon to broaden her aviation horizon. Instrument ratings allow pilots to rely on instrumentation to navigate when skies are not clear. Now for some local news, Columbia Fire and Rescue Stations number 1 is prepped to undergo a long-awaited renovation, which would not only update the existing facility, but expand it and provide additional services to employees. Plans for the renovations were first presented to Columbia City Council on July of 2022 and were revisited Thursday during the board's December 7th study session, which included comments from the architect George Newber. We are excited, as well as our crews, to get this project underway, Fire Chief Ty Cobb said. The project is estimated to cost approximately $4.8 million and will be overseen by Newber and Brindley Construction. It took a season of time for us to wait for the opportune time to put this project together, architect Newber said. We took advantage of that time at numerous meetings to discuss the expectations of what they are looking for with this building. The renovations plan to not only upgrade the current 13,675-square-foot facility at 1000 South Garden Street, but expand it as well. This includes adding an east and west wing that would add sections for men and women's dorms, a training center, and bringing the facility up to the modern energy code standards. This facility is tired, and basically we have to gut the interior to make the upgrades, which include electrical, Wi-Fi, not to mention design changes and staff expectations, Nuber said. We took a lot of liberties in beefing up this building's thermal ratings that will help the life cycle costs when it comes to heating and cooling the facility, he said. In addition, the building will also be designed to withstand an F3-level tornado, which would allow the command center and IT to remain in place in the case of severe weather if such an event were to occur. The renovations will also include a 35-person training community room, upgrades to the kitchen, and is designed in a way that is segregated from the rest of the facility, which Nuber said is for security reasons. Parking will also be added to the rear of the building, as well as a new roof with an estimated 30-year lifespan. The good news about this building is that we are gutting just about everything, and so all the surprises will be gone, potentially, Nuber said. We believe, structurally, it's a very sound building, so there shouldn't be a lot of surprises. But our responsibility as professionals is to monitor the work every month, if not multiple times a month. We will make sure that what we inspect is what's being installed, he said. If approved at the council's December 14th regular meeting, Nuber said the project is expected to take an estimated 12 months to complete. This is a great report and very exciting to see this project come to its next phase, said Columbia Mayor Chaz Mulder. 
Due to the severe weather on Saturday, the city of Spring Hill postponed their Christmas parade from Saturday, December 9th to Saturday, December 16th. The parade will begin at 5 p.m. and all logistics will remain the same. If you have any questions or require additional information, please contact the city of Spring Hill by emailing comdepartment, that's C-O-M-M-D-E-P-T, at springhilltn.org. The 2024 class of the Tennessee Extension Master Gardeners, or TEMG, is now open for registration. The TEMG program is so much more than a home horticulture class, it requires the class participants to make a commitment to the local Master Gardener Association, to community service, and to assist the UT Extension staff with the educational efforts within Murray County. Please return your completed application and payment as soon as possible. The class will be held to a manageable size and seats will be held on an as-paid basis. For more information and an application, visit www.murray.tennessee.edu. The final application and payment deadline has been extended to Friday, December 15th. The Tennessee Highway Patrol will be conducting sobriety roadside safety checkpoints during the week of December 15th on State Highway 7.1 miles south of Knob Creek in Murray County starting at 10 p.m. Impaired driving is a serious crime that kills more than 16,000 people and injures 305,000 people every year in the United States. Troopers will evaluate drivers for signs of alcohol or drug impairment. Troopers will target those who operate a vehicle while impaired and take corrective actions for other violations observed while ensuring the protection of all motorists. The Tennessee Highway Patrol recognizes that sobriety checkpoints are highly visible and effective tools in the battle against impaired driving. The King's Daughter School and Heritage Bank and Trust are once again seeking help to make many Christmas wishes come true with the 23rd Annual Santa's Mailbox Gift Drive. The annual drive will run through Thursday, December 14th. Wish letters can be picked up from Santa's Mailbox at Heritage Bank and Trust branches in Columbia and Mount Pleasant. The letters are from disadvantaged King's Daughter students and state custody kids who will be spending Christmas on campus. Students have written down their Christmas wishes in letters to Santa, Santa's mailbox should be easy to spot when you walk into a Heritage Bank and Trust lobby. Each letter contains one Christmas wish item for a student, a press release states. We are so grateful to Heritage Bank and Trust for their support of our Santa's mailbox program. Many of our students cannot go home for the holidays, so the contributions of the bank, their customers, and our entire community make their Christmas wishes come true, King's Daughter School Executive Director Shauna Pounders said. Once gifts are returned, they will be wrapped by King's Daughter staff members and placed in Santa's bag, ready for delivery to the King's Daughter School campus on Christmas Eve. The school and bank members thank you ahead of time for helping make Christmas special for each and every child at King's Daughter School, the press release states. Heritage Bank and Trust is resuming hosting duties this year as a continued valued partner to King's Daughter School. Heritage Bank and Trust is proud to be a part of the wonderful work being done by the King's Daughter School, said Shelley Golden, KDS board member and executive vice president and chief risk officer of Heritage Bank and Trust. Over the years, I have served on the board of directors of the King's Daughter School, and I continue to be impressed with the care and compassion given to each student to make their lives the best that it can be. Heritage is honored to partner with an organization making such a great impact on our community. 
Santa's mailboxes are located in two Murray County Heritage Bank and Trust lobbies, the first at 217 South James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia, and the second at 109 South Main Street in Mount Pleasant. The King's Daughter School is a nonprofit residential school that has provided academic, vocational, and life skills training to students with developmental delays for over 60 years. Murray Regional Health will host a walk-in career event for positions in clinical and non-clinical areas on the second Thursday of each month beginning December 14th from 3 to 6 p.m. in the Human Resources Conference Room at Murray Regional Medical Center located at 1224 Trotwood Avenue in Columbia. Applicants interested in joining a nationally recognized healthcare system should bring a copy of their resume to this hiring event. No application is required. During the visit, candidates will have the opportunity to speak with members of the talent acquisition team about positions and opportunities at Murray Regional Health Southern Middle Tennessee locations, as well as learn more about their comprehensive benefits, educational assistance programs, and more. Positions of possible interest include, but are not limited to, nurse technician, registered nurse, physical therapist, pharmacy technician, licensed practical nurse, medical lab technician, registrars, dietary services, facility services, and environmental services. Applicants who are unable to attend the walk-in event on December 14th, but are interested in exploring open positions, are encouraged to contact the Human Resources Department at 931 380 4017 or email them at careers at marieregional.com. And now your hometown memorials sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. David Olin Malone passed away peacefully in his home on December 6th at the age of 84. The family will visit with friends for the service on Thursday, December 14th from 4 to 5 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home in Columbia. A celebration of life will immediately follow at the Rebel in Columbia. Harvey Sherman Birkins Jr., 71, a retired millwright for General Motors and a resident of Columbia, died Thursday, December 7th at Murray Regional Medical Center. Funeral services will be conducted on Wednesday, December 13th at 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial will follow in Rose Hill Cemetery. The family will visit with friends on Wednesday from 12 until 2 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Johnny N. Wooten, 86, a resident of Columbia, passed away on December 7th. Visitation will be held at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home in Columbia on Wednesday, January 3rd from 4 to 8 p.m. A memorial service will follow on Saturday, January 6th at 10 a.m., also at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Johnny will be laid to rest at Rose Hill Cemetery. Hometown Memorials is sponsored by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, serving with dignity and consideration for over 150 years. As years go by, people may tend to forget just what a funeral is really all about. At Oaks and Nichols, we believe it's first and always a special remembrance of someone you love. We start by listening to your needs and desires. If you're unsure, we can help gently, professionally. At Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, we haven't lost sight of why we're here, to serve Murray County families in the ways they prefer, and why the way you feel has always been so important to Susie and Tony Sowell. When people come here, I hope they feel like they're working with a person who's just like family. And by the time they leave here, I hope they feel like they're a part of our family. What I like most is when a family is leaving, they can say thanks. You made something we thought would be hard easier than we thought it would be. Not that we made it easy, 
who made it easier. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Directors, 320 West 7th Street in Columbia. Since 1856, people you can rely on. For your southern Middle Tennessee weather, we will have sunny skies today with a high of 49 degrees. Winds will be light and variable. Tonight, we can expect clear skies and a low near 25 degrees. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll cover state and national news that affect you. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Debbie Matthews grew up and lives in beautiful Columbia, Tennessee. As a realtor, she is well-versed in homes, neighborhoods, development, and schools. She wants to share her love of her home state with others to help them find just the right place to raise a family, open a business, or develop a dream. From luxury listings to land, she can handle it all. She is the current leading producer, Nashville Realty Group. Contact Debbie Matthews Realtor at 615-476-3224. That's 615-476-3224. Family first. (laughs) My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance, our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first. For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high-quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. When you bank local, you get local expertise. Hi, this is Felicia Brown with First Farmers. We've supported families, individuals, and businesses of Middle Tennessee for over a century. You are more than an account number. You are our community, and we're committed to helping you thrive. Switch to First Farmers, visit myfirstfarmers.com, or call 1-800-882-8378. Member FDIC. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Neusen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118. 
or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years, and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. Jingle bells, houses sell all the time of the year. To get the most out of your house, let us help you there. With free home staging, yard landscaping, and some free repairs. We will carve for you to make your dreams come true. Mr. Grinch, beware. Merry Christmas to you and your family from George Varalis and The Way Realty. And remember, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus Christ changes lives. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee Today on WKOM 101.7 and WKRM 103.7. This program is sponsored in part by George Vrylis and the great team at The Way Realty. I'm Tom Price. And now news from around the state. A tattered American flag waved in the breeze at a car dealership in Madison near Nesbitt Lane where two adults and a child were killed. Residents of that battered neighborhood and neighborhoods all across the path of destruction in Middle Tennessee from Saturday's storms were outside helping each other, picking up debris and cleaning up wreckage. People from nearby streets were also walking over to see the damage. This is unbelievable. So sad, said one woman. The storms ripped up chunks of roofs from homes and toppled over trees and power lines. As reports of damage piled up Sunday, residents of Middle Tennessee began to dig out, clean up debris and help each other. At least six people are confirmed dead as of Sunday morning, and Governor Bill Lee issued a level three state of emergency. Power was out at some time for at some time for one hundred sixty thousand residents. Businesses and churches were destroyed, trees toppled, street signs blew down, homes were rendered unlivable. As many as one hundred military families have been displaced from Fort Campbell housing in Clarksville. Across the region, nearly eighty people have been hospitalized. Out-of-state crews are expected to arrive to assist the Nashville Electric Service later today. NES does not have a timeline for the restoration of power for the 26,000 homes still without power. As of last night, the outages in the Hendersonville area may last days rather than hours. Madison resident Frank Bassett said the tornado hit so fast that he barely had time to take cover with his wife Pamela under a pile of pillows in the corner of of the living room. All of a sudden, the wind picked up and hit us, he said. It was like a millisecond. His home, like many on the street, suffered major structural damage. Carl Lindsay's power was out, so he made do by boiling tea from a makeshift campfire. Neighbor Nate Marsland's home had major damage from an uprooted tree. For Marsland, this is his second disaster. His family lost their home in a Biloxi, Mississippi storm during Hurricane Katrina when he was eight years old. It could be worse, he said. It could always be worse. On Dickerson Pike in Nashville, the Community Baptist Church was flattened and dented cars had been thrown around the parking lot like they were toys. John Sharp, owner of Sharp Hook Bait and Tackle Store in Main Street in Hendersonville, moved boxes out of his store Sunday morning with his wife Whitney Bohannon and other volunteers. Water damaged everything inside, leaving products unsellable. Everything is soaked. The roof is gone, Sharp said. I was out here all night just trying to prevent people from stealing, he said. Bohannon put shelved products into a box alongside employees and volunteers, helping take out all of the items from the store. A number of homes on opposite sides of each other along Airport Road in Gallatin had extensive damage as residents and friends started the massive cleanup work Sunday morning. 
I feel blessed. It could have been much worse, said Ronald Gerard, 68, as he and his wife Ruthie were picking up the remains of two porches, two sheds, a carport, and house damage with friends and helpers joining the cleanup at their home in the Crossings neighborhood. Let's take one last break. When we come back, we'll cover the final story of the day. You're listening to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. Turner and Osborne Tire Company, 1016 South Main Street in Columbia. Give them a call at 931-388-6822. They've been doing business since 1947 and in their current location since 1964. They provide the best tire and mechanical work at some of the best prices in Middle Tennessee. Hey, they're official Michelin and Goodyear dealers, and they've got all kinds of brands as well. Stop by and see Walker Vining and his professional staff or check them out online at turnerandosborne.com. That's turnerandosborne.com. Living with a worn joint can be painful and frustrating. Leave your joint pain in the past with a joint replacement procedure at Murray Regional Health. Our joint replacement program has been recognized in the top 10% of the nation for medical excellence and patient safety thanks to our highly skilled and experienced surgical staff who perform progressive procedures for the knees, hips, shoulders, elbows, and ankles. For more information, go to murrayregional.com slash joint replacement. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Welcome back to Southern Middle Tennessee today, and now our final story. Ten years is long enough to wait for two powerhouse and legendary classic rockers to hit the road again next. Sticks and Foreigner will continue with the next leg of their two-year farewell tour. The tour will stop at Ascend Amphitheater on July 12th of 2024. Tickets are on sale now. You can find them at concerts.livenation.com. That's all for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today on Kennedy Broadcasting WKOM WKRM Radio. I'll be back tomorrow to update you with the latest news. I'm Tom Price. Thanks for listening. Be safe and have a great day.